I've got my fingers pushed right into my ears, and the screaming softens. But even with my fingers in, the woman is still making a noise as she's held back, her chin all wet and shiny with spit. She doesn't make any words now, just screams. I spread my tongue against the roof of my mouth and hum, trying to numb out her sound with mine. But the hums tickle air out of my nose and I can still hear everything. I'm humming that bedtime rhyme my grandmother loves to tuck me in with, Little Fisher Boy Blue, about the one who caught the sea woman in a net and boiled her in a pot for supper. The keepers have got the screaming woman by the arms and legs now, swinging her up into the air as if her body is a blanket. She's naked, so I can see the yellow-white grip marks on her ankles. She must be cold. I hide my chin inside my fleecy coat. They hold the woman tight because she keeps jerking her body all over the place like she's a dried-up fish on land. The woman tries biting them, snarling and snapping. One of the men who isn't carrying her, the one leading them, steps nearer to her. A minister. I can tell by his shirt, dark as the sky. He says something, up close to her face like he's breathing on her. He slaps her. The noise of it gets right under my skin, even though my fingers are still in my ears and I can hear the whooshing of blood. I look down at my boots, mostly hidden by the muddy hem of my skirt, and see the blue peeking out. My grandmother paid extra for the blue laces, because she says blue is a holy colour. God's favourite. She bought them from the supply puffer that comes every Wednesday, and blasts its horns so we all know to wait for them in the port, and rummage for the things we want to buy. Someone in the crowd gasps. My grandmother must feel my body shrink because she puts her hands on my shoulders. She's already told me once. Eyes to the front. Don't look away, Esther. It's important. The minister slaps the woman again, and this time she stills. The crowd around us pushes in closer, peering to get a better look. My grandmother leans in too, and I can feel her behind me her shell shape all curved up because of her bad back. We don't normally walk this far out, not to the jetty at the top of the island. She says it's because of her back and at her speed it would take us hours, but I know that's not the reason. She hates the northernmost part of the island, where the freezing sea roars up so high it might swallow us. That's why she wouldn't stand at the front of the crowd to watch and pulled me back far enough that the sea spray wouldn't touch us. Instead, we're standing on a mound, raised enough to see everything happening below. She wanted me to have a good view. It'll be okay, I keep telling myself, as long as we don't look directly at the water. The woman is silent now, face starting to go a bit pink where the minister's hand landed. We're all squeezed, not breathing, just watching. And then, bursting from the woman's chest, comes an animal noise. I press on my ears until they ring. A foot kicks out and flies from their grip. Two more keepers on the edge of the crowd rush over to help. 
kicking and kicking and kicking, her whole body shaking. There's a girl next to me in the crowd who whimpers until she is shushed by her mother. My grandmother presses down on my shoulders and I know what she is trying to tell me. Remember this, this is the important part.